welcome to Camriel Community Church. My name is David Hurtado. I'm the lead pastor here. If you're our guest, man, we're so glad you're here. Um, and uh, a little later, we'll tell, you know, talk about a little way you can connect with us. We'd like to connect with you. Uh, we're in this series, More Than a Fan, completely complete, a completely committed follower in the uh, book of Malachi. And so I think I'm going to start like I started last week. And the year is 1993, and the movie is Rudy. Yeah, yeah, all the fellows are like, yeah. Yeah, oh, by the way, welcome all the middle schoolers heading to camp after church today. I was a middle school pastor for like 12 years, and so if you burn down your cabin, it's okay. We love you. Don't burn down your cabin. That'd be horrible. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, the year is 1993, and the, uh, the movie is Rudy, story of this guy who has this dream to... Uh, 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 play football for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Used to wake up in the mornings on Saturday morning and watch it with his dad, and, and he saw how, how impactful it was for his dad, and he promised his dad, Dad, I promise you I will run out of that tunnel, and I will play football for the F Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And so he goes to Notre Dame, he does this uh, you know, kind of school on the side thing, and then he transfers in, and he walks on to become a player on the football team, and, uh, and he kind of gets on the practice squad. He doesn't actually make the team. Uh, in fact, there's some iconic lines that I bet every man could probably say uh, from, their, from their brain, as they know by heart. Uh, there's a certain guy who's a ground school crew guy who becomes kind of like a life coach to him. And he's kind of moping around about how he's not on the team, or he's on the team, but he doesn't get to dress, he doesn't get to play, he doesn't ever get out to get to, out to be uh, dressing during the games, and uh, he's just kind of lamenting that whole thing. And his kind of life coach comes to him and goes, "You're five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of what? Anybody remember?" Athletic ability. That's right. Uh, it's awesome line, and he's basically saying, "And you've been able to hang with." The best football pro program in the entire country for two years, meaning you're not on the team, but you're on the practice squad, and here you're moping around and getting a great education in the process. According to the movie, uh, this kid, although he doesn't have, he's not tall enough, he's not big enough, he's not strong enough, he's not fast enough, all those things, be, uh, but he comes to practice, and because of his work ethic and his effort, they cannot get rid of him. In fact, they wish they could put the, his heart into the other players that have all the athletic ability and the strength. If I could just take your heart and put it in this person's body, we'd have an amazing team. As it is, because of your heart, we can't get rid of you, but we also cannot play you either. Finally, the, uh, it's the last game of his senior year. Uh, if you watch the movie, it's an awesome movie. At the end, they're all chanting his name, Rudy, Rudy. And uh, his, whole, his whole team comes to the coach and said, I, I, they take their, their jersey and say, I want Rudy to play for me. And they put it on, they put it on his desk. And the coach is like, you're a, you're a team captain. Act like a leader. He goes, I believe I am. And he walks out of the room. And the next guy comes and he throws his, his, his jersey down. Next guy comes and he throws his. All of a sudden there's 30 students saying, you know what, I'd rather Rudy play in my spot. I don't want to play this week. Make sure you play Rudy. And finally the coach says, well, play Rudy. And puts him in the, uh, put, lets him dress. He runs out of the tunnel so his dad can see that he's on the team. He runs out. Of course, he's sitting on the bench the whole game until the very end. They're winning by a lot. And they actually get him on the field. And he actually scores a sack. Um, and this is actually a true story. If you haven't seen the movie, you've got to go back and see. Amazing, amazing movie. Um, and, and the question is, what differentiates those with a stronger worth ethic from those with a weaker one? What differentiates those with a stronger work ethic from those with a weaker one? 
Those who are trying harder versus those who are not trying. And according to this picture, it's heart, passion, and commitment for the endeavor. Heart, passion, and commitment for the endeavor. And I remember when I was in high school, a coach of mine, a basketball coach, kind of checking our entire team on this idea of heart, passion, and commitment. Uh, I had a friend, good friend of mine, grew up with him, his name was Paul, and he was on the basketball team as I was, and, uh, you know, we go to practice, play basketball a whole bit. Uh, Paul had a girlfriend who, who um, she played basketball as well, and her school was playing our school at our school. And Paul decided that he was going to skip practice so he could be at the basketball game where his girlfriend was playing so he could support her, even though she's on another team from another rival school. Of course, everybody thinks, man, that's, that is like, isn't that like teenage love? You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, that's so sweet. He's going to skip basketball practice so he can, you know, be there for his girlfriend at basketball game, you know. And just like teenage love, they broke up two weeks later. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, anyway, he's at the basketball game. He's watching her, and he's, like, ducking out. He's trying to make sure he doesn't get caught because if he gets caught, he doesn't know what's going to happen. And at the very end of the game, he walks out in the lobby, and guess who he runs into? The coach. Runs right into the coach. And the coach says, without saying a word, without asking for, you know, don't give me your excuse. You're obviously able-bodied. I can see you're here. You skipped practice. You didn't come. You're off the team. Just like that. No discussion. And the coach knew that that would get around the team. And the team would go, man, did you hear about Paul? He got kicked off the team just because he wasn't at practice. And the coach was trying to establish in everybody, you better check yourself. You better check yourself to make sure that you really are committed to this thing. That you really are all in on this endeavor. That you really have the passion and commitment and resolve, like Rudy did, to be on this team. Because if you don't check yourself and you're not really committed, I don't want you on this team. The idea of a check. A check. And that's really what we're going to look at today. And that's really what we've been looking at in the whole series. Am I more than a fan? Am I a completely committed follower? And we're just going through the book of Malachi, verse by verse. Am I more than a fan? Am I a completely committed follower? Uh, is there a place where I can check myself and ask the question, am I more than a fan? And we're going to look at this idea of a check today. We're going to dive into it a little bit more. How do I check myself? If, you, if you're a millennial, you never heard that song in the 90s, check yourself before you wreck yourself, and you missed out. What do those checks look like, and, and, and what do those checks look like, spiritually speaking? If I'm going to check myself, how, how does that look in real life? And what checks can I leave with today that will help me evaluate my commitment to God? That's what we're looking at. What checks can I live, look, at, look at today, that I can leave with today, that will help me evaluate my commitment to God? Now, we're going to go to the book of Malachi, so if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn there. If you have a phone, turn it on and get your a Bible app open. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, it'll be on the screens for you, but we'd love for you to bring a Bible and follow along with us as we uh, preach the Word of God to make sure everything that we're saying comes right out of this thing. We have nothing to say if we're not saying anything out of this thing, all right? And so uh, I want to, before we get there, though, just say, make one little precursor come, kind of like a prerequisite, or uh, before we get there. There's a difference between uh, pres uh, um, um, preventative medication and active treatment meds, okay? And you just go with me on this analogy a little bit. Uh, there's preventative medication that prevents problems from happening in the future, okay? And then there's active treatment meds where, where I'm taking this because I got a problem right now and this is going to actively treat the problem. If we view the scriptures as, as sometimes there's active treatment meds and sometimes there's preventative medication, today we're looking at preventative medication, 
Okay? And it's important that you have that expectation before we get into it because some of it's very, very challenging. Man, I'm not sure I've ever measured up to that. Man, I, I've already made this mistake in the past. Understand that we're looking at 